Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You are here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Welcome back. Everybody. How are you? I'm good. I am. There's been some changes. I don't know if you it's evident or not. Um, But, you know, I may. I don't know. I feel like maybe last week I was like going through some things and I just woke up one day and I was like, I should have green hair. I love it. It's a a good choice. It was a good choice. I'm excited about it. I had my friends do it. It was really like DIY situation. We were playing salon. Um, I haven't played salon since I was probably like six years old. But let me tell you, salon's kind of where it's at. Okay. It looks really good. Like it looks profesh. Like good results. Yeah, I was like, I I don't. I'm impressed. I mean, I believe in you when it comes to DIY salon, but. Results may vary for other oh, people. 100%. I think probably because you had some friends to look at the back of your head or whatever. Yeah. It helps. But it looks great. Thank it looks you. super fresh. Yeah, we did have uh it, well, it was two creative people. Like I was like, you know, I'm with like two other creatives. They got this. I believe in them and their vision. And one of us has like a hairstylist friend in Seattle. So she like phoned her in and she kind of walked us through it through FaceTime. And we're like, yeah, oh, okay. this is good enough. And we were like, her name is Brooklyn. So we were, every time like something would happen, I'd be like, call Brooklyn, call Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, phone a friend. Yeah. If you've got a fucking friend online, then look at that. Yeah. That probably helped significantly get like a seamless, flawless little hair flow going 100% gonna shout out my, our, our homie Brooklyn you gotta go see her she'll do great things <laughs> well we gotta uh, we'll get Brooklyn's oh, dates 100%. but if she wants new clients like fuck it I'll start going to Brooklyn I live in it's Seattle it's time you want green hair too no see my hair's <laughs> just getting healthy I, I I had such like a traumatic fried era yeah. that like I don't even think I want to bleach my hair ever again makes sense the curly hair it just it doesn't a little bit it's just it's not what yeah i get no. it i understand yeah but we love that for thank you. you thank you thank you <laughs> yeah um other life updates i have a cat now i'm a mother i'm a mother what yes pretty it's official it's official she was dropped off yesterday like i knew she was coming i have known for like a few weeks but nine months nine months you know <laughs> i created her in my stomach just in my stomach, not my ovaries, not my, she was not in my uterus, in my stomach. Um, and yeah, she's, she's really cool. She's eight. So she's an older lady like myself. And yeah, she's my new bestie for the rest of our life together, you know, which actually made me freak the fuck out yesterday. Like the, my friend who was like, I'm gonna bring her was like, I'm on my way. And I started hyperventilating. I think I had a full anxiety attack. And I was like, I think I'm too young to be a mother. Um, is, am I going to be a fit mom? Um, am I am I ready for this? this is like a big step. I kind of suddenly forgot that I had like commitment issues. And I was like, oh my God, like she, she is going to be with me for like at least eight years until she's like, you know, like can't move no more. So, yeah, 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 I did freak out. I was just like, how do people do this with real children? Like, are they freaking out all the time? Because that feeling is, like, intense. <laughs> how is she adjusting? She's a little hostile to the situation. Okay. <laughs> um, she does not seem to like me yet. But, you know, like, she just got to give it time. She probably, like, rolled yeah. up in here. So, like, 
three Loki crazy ass bitches and was like, fuck. Like, she fuck. read the vibe. She read the vibe. Like, like, this is not a sane household. Um, but she'll, she'll be cool once she makes it out from under my bed. You know, the thing is, I'm adaptable and I get it. Like, if I was dropped off with some green hair lady, I'd be scared. So I set her up her little like bed situation and food, food under my bed. So you're like, she doesn't have to leave under my bed unless she really wants to. It's slow. Yeah. You're a cat person. You've been here before. You know, it's it's not the no. um, automatic no. love you. No. Yeah, especially the older cat. So, Which is kind of... Yeah. We love that for Thank you. Him. Huge step in your life. I know. An animal, another living being. Thing. We'll see how it goes. But I have faith that it's going to be just fine. Me too. Fully believe. How are you? What have you been up to? So, you guys, you know, I'm a business-minded yeah. lady, oh, okay? Yeah. Business mindset. And this weekend, I saw an amazing business opportunity oh. that I kind of wanted to share with others. I was at a vintage car show, and I'm walking around looking at these cars, and I'm thinking, I got to tell my friends, <laughs> this is a great place to find oh. sugar daddy or man with money. Yeah. I mean, dead serious. Okay, okay. so here's okay. the thing. This is like, I'm going to give this, like, this is Cosmo advice, mm-hmm. all right? It's not the best. This is not going to be like a huge feminist platform, but this <laughs> is like some shit you'd see in Cosmo. I'm just a little bit ahead of Cosmo, okay? So you got to go. If you want to find a dude with money, you have to f- go places dudes with money go, right? So I'm at this car show, and I'm looking at these cars, these cars are valued low end, like 20K, yeah. high end, half a million dollars. Yeah. I saw a couple of cars that were like one in 1,000, really cool cars. And I was talking to this guy and I was like, in another universe, like this is how I would get a sugar daddy, okay? Yeah. Or talk to a dude with money. And I thought, okay, vintage car shows, it's the season for that. So look up vintage car shows in your area. It's also cool if you're a history buff, you know, with a little twofer, a little history, a little action, whatever. And I thought, you know, let me take it a step further. Let's not give only give the opportunity. I came up with some phrases that you can say oh, oh, so that you can get okay. in. Okay, okay, okay. So you don't know anything about cars. That's fucking fine. You really don't need that to know. That was going to be my first thing question, of, you know? You don't need to know. Now, I was thinking about you, Bernie, say what you could say. <laughs> you could go and look in these 70s cars, and I think you'd look in the interior, and you'd be like, wow, it's really crazy. Like, this tweed kind of reflects the time. That's so cool. Mm. I feel like some guy would love to reminisce about where he was in the 70s, okay? That is a great conversation starter. Another thing, old cars have a smell, and there's like an old car smell, and it's a mixture of unleaded gasoline, so don't smell for too long. Right, (laughs) And just like dust, grime, dirt, rust, all that jazz. Sniff Mm -hmm. it in and say, oh, man, cars don't smell like this anymore. You got them hook, line, and sinker, Okay. (laughs) So that's just my little tip of the week, little summer tip. If you're interested, take it or leave Listen, it. But I also had a fun time. You are not wrong. I'm not going to lie. I looked it up. There is one in New York and Queens happens to be today and tomorrow. Um, so, you know, maybe this was a sign. This was a sign that I, I need to go talk to old dudes about their vehicle. Yeah. And then also, 
I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie. It is cool. Like there's architecture. It's something to look at. It's a free thing to do. The reason I ended up at the car show is I'm talking, I've been trying to do fun things in my city. We have travel planned. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Thailand. I'm going to some other places, but I got to live in the city and do fun things in the city. So this was my effort to go to a free event Mm. and do a fun free thing. And while I was there, I was like, I got to put everybody on game because I can't keep this to myself. Smart. Uh, We love and the intuition, the drive, you know, willing to share. It's, it's, it's everything we're looking for this summer. <laughs> but besides that, are you ready to get into this episode? I am. I am ready to get into this episode. Let's get it. might be problematic oh just a little bit nah, nah. no what are we talking about today Ella? all right so <laughs> i want to talk about how you shouldn't listen to your parents okay okay kids okay. don't listen to your parents sometimes <laughs> no sometimes. sometimes sometimes you shouldn't listen to your parents okay that sometimes you shouldn't listen to your parents and i think this is specifically like if you're 14 and hearing this ignore what this i'm saying this is for <laughs> a full-grown adult who's paying all their bills and trying to live their life you know maybe don't listen to your parents and i feel like i've kind of come like 180 with this mm-hmm. whole thought because when i was a teenager i didn't want to listen to my parents and then and i should I became, have and i should have and i should have <laughs> Yeah. And then I got older and I realized, no, I really should have listened to my parents when I was a teenager. And then I started listening to my parents. And now I'm almost 30 and I'm back to... Maybe not. I should not. <laughs> maybe not. Okay. And I say that with a couple of things. We're going to talk more about this. This isn't just about shitting on parents. It has nothing to do with like parents. Not really. It's more about breaking out of expectations mm-hmm. that are set out for you and kind of like living your best life without... I guess conforming to what your parents or society has planned for you, quote unquote. I mean, listen, coming from uh, somebody who grew up in the U.S. but was from Mexico, I feel like there's sometimes a level of like guilt, per se, that people experience when you're like a child. And I guess other people, I mean, experience it too. Um, But specifically, I've seen this a lot in like, like um, Asian communities and like Latino communities that it's like, and I brought you to this country to show you so many opportunities. And I expect you to like, you know, like do better, want this, be a doctor, that sort of narrative. Um, And I think I have felt that a little bit. I mean, my parents, I think it's a little different because they were, you would ask them like, what is she going to do when she grows up? And they're like, I don't know. She's an artist. Like she'll figure it out. So I think like for me, it was a little different, but I have a lot of friends that feel, I think that level of like, I owe my parents something because they set me up to like succeed. But I think that you wanting to like provide for your family should be, should come from like a place of love, but not a place of obligation or ex. And I honestly feel like if you are like, you should do what makes you happy and it doesn't have to be like the exact picture that your parents want. And, you know, I know some people who are doctors 
And they love being doctors, and the only reason that they're doctors is because their whole family's doctors. But I'm like, bro, if you're happy, then who gives a fuck? Like, if you are a doctor and you're happy with that choice because your parents pushed you into that, that's cool. But if you're really unhappy being a doctor and you really wish, I don't know, that you would have been an artist or would have been a teacher or what have you, this is, like, the message that goes out that we should all be, like, living the life that makes us happy and we're going to live beyond our parents hopefully and live beyond our loved ones and i think ultimately our parents want to make us happy or want us to be happy and oftentimes when our parents push us into something it's because of their own like fears or anxiety like i don't think they specifically want you to be a doctor but they know that like that is going to provide you financial security that's going to provide you the lifestyle that they like imagine for you And that's why they want you to do it. Not the doctor specifically. It's the stability that they want for you. I mean. And maybe the prestige. You know, sometimes. Sometimes. I feel like our parents maybe were too lenient because I definitely know people whose parents put a lot of pressure, like a lot of pressure to follow a specific career path and thing. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely, I think, like different perspectives about the situation. Am I happy that my parents were a little lenient? Yes. Sometimes I actually wish they weren't as lenient because maybe I could have used more structure. Um, But yeah, and I think you're the only person that really knows like what you want to do with your life. And it's I as I get older, I'd realize like growing isn't fucking linear. It just isn't like obviously your body is going to age linearly unless you get plastic surgery um but if you decide one day that you don't want to do your job anymore and you want to learn something new and you want to move out of a big house into an an apartment or sell your shit like you have free will you can't do that you should actually do that if that's what you think you're that's what you want out of your life i I don't know. Like, I think even just dyeing my hair green, I was like, I've always wanted green hair and I didn't do it because I was like, well, you know, my job or my parents don't love it when I dye my hair green. But I was like, yeah, I hate saying like, I want to do something. I'd rather say like when I had green hair, blah, 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 blah. When I had bleached eyebrows, blah, blah, blah. And I look back at it. I'm like, that was such an era of my life. So sometimes you just have to remember that bucket we ball. I was thinking about when you're saying, like, path isn't linear or whatever. I was thinking about our friend who was an accounting major or finance major up until, like, the end of their junior year. And then they completely switched majors and they had to do an additional year. And I remember some people being like, oh, they're crazy. Like, I can't believe they did that. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And that person was just like, I just knew I didn't want to be an accountant. So it felt kind of silly for me to get an accounting degree if I don't want to be an accountant and I know right now I don't want to live that lifestyle like what and I think a lot of times people feel like they're like oh I'm so deep into this like I can't change but usually in life you can come back to things like yeah that's kind of the beauty of life that if you for instance you're like I want to change jobs or fields that past job or field is rarely going to completely close the door to you. Like you can always kind of diverge for a couple years and then come back to where you were. It also might give you kind of like a different perspective from the people that are 
in that career path, you know, because it's like, okay, well, yeah, I was actually in med school and then I decided to do X, Y, and Z. That gives you a different perspective than other people there, which becomes more valuable. I always think it's like never too late to change a path. You can always go back, right? Nothing in life is super permanent. I agree. And with the not listen to your parents, sometimes you also have to not listen to your peers. I felt so much pressure about going to like a four year, like, university out of high school because like that's what everybody was doing and that's what like everybody was kind of like expected to do and although I do believe like obviously higher education opens a lot of paths for you opportunities um it's not necessarily everybody's journey like I could have gone to like a two-year gotten like an associate in fashion design and gained more skills than I did like technical skills than I ever did in my four-year university do I feel like I had a different experience? Yeah, I, I grew differently as a person, 100% had I chosen a different road. But I I do believe that sometimes listening to your peers and wanting the same thing that like your friends have can keep you kind of like in a path that maybe just like isn't for you. You know what I mean? That like four-year university process, Loki, I was the most like basic bitch <laughs> because I was like in this bubble where everybody was a basic bitch. And it wasn't until I like left that completely, like moved to New York, like literally dropped everybody in my life. Uh, I still talk to people, but like physically dropped everybody in my life that I feel like I finally started to like be myself for myself and only myself. Like I think it's the most authentically I've ever lived based on just being able to make every decision for me, rather than like what my friends think of a situation or what my family wants me to do. It's just kind of been like, I've taken charge of my own journey. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that. And like, I was something I was thinking about is I wish I had been more in the moment when I had taken when I went to community college, because I went to community college for a year. I technically went to community college for two years. I went one year while in high school, one year out. Uh, And at the time, I was feeling down on myself because I felt like all of my peers had went to four years institutions right after. Uh, And in retrospect, I that was my favorite part of my education just because it was so much lower risk. Um, And I wish I had enjoyed it at the time. And now fast forward to 2023, 10 years after the fact, I, I don't I don't see like a huge difference in where I'm at because I took the year of community college. But I do see a big difference in my fucking debt, bro. I'll tell you <laughs> motherfucking that. Holy yeah. shit, I saved so much money doing that. So I guess when you're in the moment, just enjoy it and be mindful about where you're at instead of like the pressure to for everything to be a part of this huge major plan and plot. Like I, we all love goals, but sometimes like the goal becomes so far away and so massive, you are like, crippled by it you know because it's like I don't know it's just like you're so on a path that you can't even like defer a little bit without feeling anxiety and I at least for me it's like super evident when I'm like fighting something I want like even this morning I thought about quitting my job and I was like okay I'm gonna quit my job today but I am gonna take some steps because I it it happens to me like you know like (laughs) it happens to me all the time where I was like I have a very clear vision of the things that like I want and the things that I want. And every year I start getting back into like a merch job that I'm like, okay, like it's been cute and gaining lots of experience. Love this for me. And then I'm like, I hate it here though. Like, because it's not what I want to do, you know? So I'm like, yeah, 
it, it itches at you to do it. And like, I just got green hair and I got a cat and I always wanted those things. So like, it's just, a, it's just a summer of fucking sending it. Uh, <laughs> now, are my parents going to think that's like the coolest decision? Probably not. But my parents are just as delusional as I am with me. And sometimes you got to get them on the right track, right? Like, I honestly think that you are way more in like, I don't know, it just you're way more in control of you and your parents relationship that you think you are. Like sometimes I see people kind of saying like, well, it's just how it is. I was like, no, it's just how it is because you let it be that way. But if you want to change your relationship, your parents, what they got to say about your life, what they don't get to say about your life, uh, the way that they communicate with you, like you have to take those steps to let them know that it's going to change. And, you know, I, obviously, like I'm lucky where I was like, this is kind of who I am, take me or leave me. Um, and they obviously said, OK, cool. Um, but obviously not everybody has that luxury. And I know sometimes like people's parents really affect them as a person. Um, but if you do want to change that and change the way that your parents root for you. You got to let them know how they need to root for you. If you're going to take a leap, say, I'm going to take a leap. And I know that that's going to be scary for you. It's going to be scary for me. And I just need you here to support me, not to judge me. I also think that, like, obviously, like, family structures are very and family dynamics are hard to change. But I've been in the last, like, six months really been, like, putting up boundaries and speaking my mind more and communicating more instead of just, like, holding stuff in. And I've been kind of surprised on how easy things have been. And I was like, dang, well, this would have been <laughs> yeah. nice. Like, this would have been nice five years ago for me to have this conversation with my parents. But it's cool that it's happening now. Yeah. And I think when you're saying like, okay, this is how things like, oh, that's just how it is. It's like, your parents might be more receptive than you are giving them credit for I guess like if you've never tried to have a conversation to change the dynamic then you don't really know and you're kind of mind reading what they're gonna say uh and I know when you like know someone you're like I know what my dad's gonna say and usually I do know what my dad's gonna say but then sometimes he surprises me I for a really long time my dad wanted me to be a scientist like <laughs> He, he really, he was like, women black STEM. women in STEM. <laughs> yeah, he was like, black women in STEM. Like, we need more people. And he really wanted that for me. And that was kind of the path I was going down. But communicating, yeah, like, I kind of don't want this life path because of A, B, and C reason. Um, and I'm actually going to do this now. Now he's like, oh, yeah, dude, like, we need more black women in comedy. Like, you know, he's more, he's, he got on board, and sometimes he surprises me. So kind of, like, let your parents and your friends surprise you instead of automatically feeling that they're going to have a negative reaction to what it is that you're going to tell them. And let me tell you, there is the other side of the coin where you think your parents are going to react badly. They do react badly, <laughs> but what are you going to do now? At least it's out there. At least you're not, like, having anxiety about keeping secrets or not living your truth or what have you. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think the best thing to ever happen to me in my parents' relationship was, like, crushing the picture I had built of myself in their eyes when I got, like, an MIP in college. Like, before I got my MIP in college, I thought, I think they thought I was, like, the most innocent little, like, wallflower they had ever like seen in their life but like obviously I was like up to no good and doing shenanigans left and right 
And obviously me getting arrested for drinking on the street, um, they were like, oh, so that's not congruent with the picture we had built of you in our head. And I think that that actually allowed, like, freed me. Because I'm not going to lie, like, they were super disappointed and I felt super shitty for about six months. I was hella depressed. (laughs) But, okay, I needed that. I needed the time to fall on my face, like my wounds, and rebuild that ego and say, you know what? Yes, I am not this version of person I had kind of like built up in your head. I'm actually this person. And when I start letting my parents know the real me, I felt so much better because for so long, I felt like my parents didn't know like the real version of me. And I literally felt like I was one person at home and one person with my friends. And having that like split identity of like who I am at home versus who I am to everybody else. Like, I hate that because like when you live authentically, when you can be yourself with anybody, I think like your confidence shows like it's just so evident when you're comfortable with who you are. It like, you know, so sometimes it's okay to disappoint them a little bit. If you have to have tough conversations with your parents, I would say the best thing to do is, like, boost their ego and then let them down a little bit. Like, (laughs) you worked so hard in raising me and you gave me all the tools to make the best decisions. And I think the best decision for my life is to and then insert what they don't want to hear. Right. You just like front load with a compliment of something that is true, which is like. They raised you, so hopefully you're not a huge piece of shit and you know what the fuck is going on. Uh, And I think a lot of times people, parents might get, like, scared because they think you haven't thought things through. So if you kind of are like, okay, so I have thought about the potential consequences of this decision uh, and I'm going to mitigate that risk in X, Y, Z reason, or I don't really care, I'm going to do it anyways, but I have thought about it gives them the sense of like relief that like okay they kind of know what's going on and honestly the more you do it the least surprised there are like i'll be like my parents i've switched my entire my different eras my parents know about them you know and they're just like not i mean they might be worried but they don't tell me that they're like you're gonna figure it out like once you start kind of show you gotta put your money where your mouth is sometimes like if you're gonna be risky there's gotta be a little bit of return (laughs) but then they're gonna be like you know she just did this and yeah, it is a little nutty, but like it works out. You gotta you gotta trust the process. Yeah, and I I got um way back in the day, I got an article written about me about my comedy and they interviewed my mom without <laughs> without me knowing. And the weird part was is that like I they didn't ask me for like character references. <gasps> so when this article came out, there was just quotes from my Love mom it. and I was like how the fuck did they get her phone number? Not in like a, not, I guess they're an investigative journalist, but like, how did you get my mom's number? Like, I thought it was a little freaky. And my mom did not tell me that they, like, oh, someone interviewed me for a news article. So I'm just seeing these quotes and they're like, oh, what do you think about Ella's topic? She's a kind of out there comedian. And my mom's like, oh, she's so fucking crazy. Like, this doesn't surprise me at all. Like, she always says crazy stuff. And I was like, well, at least she knows I'm fucking nuts. So, yeah, just show up as your authentic self, whoever that may be. And then people will kind of fall into line and realize that this is them. If you ever reach out to my parents without my knowledge, I'm going to think you're a fucking weirdo. And we're going to have a talk. Because that's uh, it, people are too easily accessible now. Okay, 
I actually believe we should go back to flip phones. It's a, it's a subject for another time. But like, if you need to talk to my parents about me, I should be in that conversation. <laughs> or use the dial up. Call the. Yeah. <laughs> it should be home, landline to landline. Yeah. Three way calls have been around forever. Okay. <laughs> I think with doing your own thing and living it authentically in this podcast, you know, we, we're cringe and we are free and we also don't ache anybody's yum. And that just goes in life in general. All right. If you have friends who all of a sudden have decided that they want to turn their entire life around and it makes absolutely no fucking sense to you. Don't worry about it. OK, all, all you get to do is be a supportive friend. If your friend has decided that they don't want to go to med school anymore, they want to make booger sculptures, baby, start picking those buddies because you got a friend to support. OK. So that's the only attitude we encourage. Oh my God. Well, this is kind of an aside, but a little plug to the YouTube. So on one of our YouTube shorts, where me and Verity say, this is self-help, this is love, whatever. Someone commented mental illness times two. And I was like, finally, someone who gets it. But sometimes we go a little off the rails, and I'm like, we love good boogie spell sculptures, so we'll clip that. Oh my god. Um, uh, we didn't claim not to have it, so I feel like like it's not Pal's advertisement. And sometimes it just, mental illness just creates better comedy, and that's just a fact. Yeah, back to supporting your friends. Your parents should support you. You should support your friends. And you can also make sure you're supporting your siblings. I think sometimes we have sibling dynamics where someone ends up being the, like, parent. I know I'm guilty of this and stuff. So, I mean, kind of, like, model what you, like, model what you want. Like, if you want everyone to be supportive of you you should be supportive of everybody very very true i think uh, i have an older sister but i have definitely put myself in a lot more situations that i feel like she has so sometimes she'll be going through something that i already went through right and obviously like as her sister i'm like oh you might want to watch out for a b and c you know like i went through a breakup where we had a lot of mutual friends it was like a long-term relationship now she's going through it and i'm like Hey, I know you're thinking very like high expectations, you know, like good vibes. I just want to kind of forewarn you that that is a beautiful way of thinking, but you might want to just like come down to reality a little bit because shit's about to get like just a little, people are about to let you down. You know what I mean? Like in big breakups, like people just left and right, you, you find her true friends on. And she was just like, no, no, no. And I was like, you got to let people live it. And now, you you know, you see her going through it and you're just like, yeah. And there's situations where obviously, like, when you go through things and you're going to be a supporter, you're not going to be a parent, you have to not judge, which is hard, obviously. So uh, me, I'm going to hold you accountable for the shit that you say. If you tell me that you're going to do something and then I see you completely change your behavior, I'm going to be like, wait, 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 what happened to the plan? Sometimes I think I have fallen into like that. I'm going to be so mad if you do that. And I feel like that's not productive. And she called me out on it. And she's like, honestly, like, I don't need that attitude. Like, I just need to support me. And I was like, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> um, but I just want to hold you accountable for the things that you say, because I feel like 
sometimes we get cut up on other stuff. You got to let people figure it out, even if you don't agree with their action. Yeah, and it's all like, we don't know what's going on internally. And this is going to sound really random, but like one time my brother was like, oh, I want to, when he was little, he was like, oh, I want to grow up and be an ant farmer. And everyone was like, what the fuck do you mean you want to be an ant farmer? And kind of clowned on yeah, him and yeah, shit. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, and I wish it went retrospect. I could have been like, sure, dude, you want to go farm ants? Why Send not? It. Like how many? Send ants? it. Like yeah. who? The, like who am I to tell you you can't be a fucking ant farmer? That's innovative. That you even thought that that was a possibility. You know that you thought up somebody's got to be supplying ants to these ant farm companies. So, <laughs> and you know, I, I, there's always those people in those movies of people that do great fucking things that are the assholes. They're the whole plot's asshole of them being like, you can't do something. You can't do something. And having that main character actually do it. Like, you want to be that asshole in someone's life? I don't. I want to be the, I want to be the one that's like, I always knew you were going to do it. <laughs> that's a, yes. Be the supportive cast member. You don't want to be the fucking hater in somebody's story. Mm-mm. Those people are never even remember. Like, I can't even tell you who plays those characters, but I can play who plays the main character. And I can tell you they're hype man. Because their hype man was right there with them until the end, all right? You've got to be there for your friend's wins, even if they're Oof. different. They're different. We love out there fucking ideas. I literally, like, the more imagination you have, the fucking better. And sometimes you got more vision than other people. Like, if you can really see it and you can see how you can get there, don't let other people deter you, whether it's your parents, your friends, whatever. Some people don't see the vision, babes. No. And that just is what it is. If you need to send this to your parents, please do, okay? Some people might need to send this to a parent, to a hater, to a friend. You can either send this being like, I, th- I you know what? I listened to this and I thought about how I can support you. Let me know how I can support you. Or 100%. send to your parents and be like, you might want to take a little cues that you need to let me do what I want to do with my life and be happy for me. It's so crazy because I'll meet people and I know they have no boundaries with their parents based on like what they tell me. And like, I want to be like compassionate. And I am. I'm like, oh, that sucks. But I'm also like... Put some boundaries. It's time. Sometimes you're going to have to make big changes. Like sometimes a solution is not the easiest solution. No. Like if you live with some- them, that's probably a, yeah. a really difficult because it makes it a lot easier when you don't live with them. Actually, <laughs> I had a, I lived at my mother's house for a very short <laughs> period of time after college. Okay. I had to move out. They, there was not an option. Would I have loved to live there for two years to save money and get my footing? Sure. It wasn't possible for me to live my life and live in that house. So I, I had to move. That was not the easiest solution, but that was the solution to the problem. Yeah. Your solution might be really fucking tough. It, it might not be that fucking easy to just have a normal conversation with your par- with your parents or your people in your life. There are people in your life that are not reasonable. So having mm-hmm. a reasonable conversation with them is going to be nearly impossible. But there is some type of solution. Yeah. Sometimes you got to choose the hard route, you know? Yeah. Don't say it and pity yourself. Just send it. We're fighters in this family. <laughs> we fight. We get down in the mud, gritty, dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Per fucking usual, uh, go uh, follow us on Instagram at okay. things number four. <laughs> Your turn. 
And I'm at LL Tutor. And I'm at Bernice Ideas M. And like always, please send us to a friend, subscribe, and rate us, as well as you can watch this video on YouTube if you want to listen to it again or listen to another episode. We're on YouTube, baby. Yes. We are so excited to have you, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.